Hello, this is Monica Reinagle, and you are listening to the Nutrition Diva Podcast. Welcome. A big salad can be the healthiest meal of your day. An examination of the NHANES dietary survey data finds that people who eat salads tend to have higher intakes of fiber, vitamins A, C, E, K, folate, choline, magnesium, and potassium. Their entire diets score six points higher on average on the Healthy Eating Index, and they have higher intakes of vegetables, beans, whole fruit, protein foods, and fatty acids. So when it comes to nutrition, salads rule. But it is also possible for salads to seriously miss the mark. If certain key ingredients are missing, your salad may be little more than a bowl of chewable water that leaves your stomach growling after 45 minutes. But then at the other end of the spectrum, too many high-calorie, low-nutrition ingredients can easily turn a salad into a dietary disaster. So today, I want to offer you six tips that will help you build a great salad every time, one that delivers lots of good nutrition without too many calories but also keeps you satisfied until your next meal. And in this episode, I'm specifically focusing on entree salads, ones that constitute the main part of your meal, as opposed to, say, a side salad. Although a lot of these tips would apply to side salads as well, including this first one. Step one is to build a better base. Now, you don't necessarily have to build your salad on a bed of leaves, but if you do, make sure those greens are pulling their weight. So in addition to the ubiquitous romaine lettuce, mix in some of the more nutrient-dense options, such as arugula, spinach, baby kale, or even a handful of basil, mint, or other fresh herbs. Like virtually all leafy green plants, herbs are quite nutritious, but ounce for ounce, fresh herbs like oregano, rosemary, parsley, and basil are among the most nutritious greens you can find. Compared with the same amount of lettuce, raw parsley gives you three times as much vitamin A, four times as much calcium, five times as much iron, and get this, 17 times as much vitamin K and 44 times as much vitamin C. Similarly, the total antioxidant capacity of fresh oregano is eight times higher than spinach. Now, of course, we tend to eat lettuce and spinach by the cupful and parsley and oregano by the pinchful. So it's not exactly a fair comparison, but you get the idea. Herbs are a very concentrated source of both flavor and nutrition. In both respects, a little goes a long way. And adding some herbs to your salad mix is a great way to power up the nutrition. Step two is to add an assortment of colorful vegetables. Cucumbers and radishes are great for crunch and flavor, but to really up the nutritional ante, go for shredded carrots, red and orange peppers, tomatoes, scallions, mushrooms, or cauliflower. And I just want to point out that even though those last two, mushrooms and cauliflower, are both relatively pale in color, they are both packed with nutrients. You can also add leftover cooked vegetables, such as steamed asparagus or broccoli, roasted butternut squash, sautéed green beans, or really whatever else may be on hand. When I'm roasting vegetables for dinner, I always roast more than we need, specifically to have them as salad toppers. Fruits like berries, oranges, pomegranate kernels, and kiwi are also great on salads, although 
you want to consider the overall flavor profile of the greens and the other toppings. Spinach and berries make a better pairing than scallions and kiwi. Now, step three is optional because it involves avocado. And I know that some people don't enjoy this fruit, but if you do, there's an opportunity here to get even more benefit from the veggies in your salad. Salad vegetables tend to be high in carotenoids. This is a family of antioxidant nutrients that fight cancer. They protect your eyes. They may even help guard against dementia. And your body can also convert carotenoids into vitamin A. And that's a nutrient that about 40% of us are not getting enough of. So eating more salads will automatically increase your carotenoid intake. But adding avocado can boost your absorption of those carotenoids, as well as your ability to convert them into vitamin A. So research shows that the addition of avocado to a salad can triple or even quadruple your absorption of the carotenoids from the other vegetables in the salad and also enhance their conversion into vitamin A. And as a bonus, other studies have found that adding half an avocado to your salad is likely to reduce your desire to eat over the next several hours and reduce the number of calories you eat at your next meal. So that's a pretty neat trick, but we're not done building the perfect salad yet. Step four in our six-point guide to building a better salad is to power it up with some protein. So our salad so far features lots of nutrient-rich vegetables, fruits, and some healthy fats, but not a whole lot of protein. And a meal without protein is a missed opportunity to build up and maintain that all-important lean muscle tissue. Adding protein will also help keep you from getting hungry again as quickly. You have lots of options here. You can top your salad with a couple of hard-boiled eggs, crumbled feta cheese, cottage cheese, a can or a pouch of, of tuna or salmon, or some leftover cooked chicken, turkey, fish, pork, or beef. And seitan, tofu, and tempeh all make good vegan alternatives. Also, don't forget about the legumes, garbanzo beans, cooked lentils, edamame, or any other beans and legumes can also add some plant-based protein along with some filling fiber. In a pinch, I have even topped salads with a handful of roasted peanuts. Although we tend to think of them as nuts, peanuts are actually legumes. Although they are higher in fat than most of the other beans and legumes, they are much higher in protein than most of the nuts. Step five is also optional. So depending on your appetite, your activity level, and your calorie budget, you may also want to add some nutrient-dense, high-fiber starches to your salad. In addition to the beans and the legumes I just mentioned, this could include roasted sweet potato or other root vegetables, or leftover cooked whole grains like quinoa, sorghum, black or red rice, or bulgur wheat. So as I hope you've noticed by now, Salads are a great opportunity to use up those little leftover bits and pieces in the refrigerator. Okay, step six. It is time to pull all of this together with the perfect salad dressing. Now, personally, I prefer vinaigrette-style dressings to creamy dressings for a couple of reasons. First of all, a lighter dressing allows the flavor of your ingredients to really shine through. So if your idea of salad is a pile of bland lettuce with a slice or two of cucumber, 
I could see why you might be attracted to a gloppy dressing, but once you start building better, more flavorful salads, you may find that you're not as dependent on the dressing to supply all the flavor. The second reason that I prefer vinaigrettes is that you usually need less dressing, and that cuts down on excess calories. That thinner consistency also makes it easier to distribute the dressing more evenly on the ingredients. So instead of alternating bites of undressed greens with mouthfuls of too much dressing, each bite is perfectly lightly dressed. And I also highly recommend tossing your salad thoroughly after you add the dressing for the same reason. Making your own vinaigrette is super simple, and I have yet to taste a store-bought vinaigrette that compares to homemade. You can whisk up a little dressing in the bottom of your salad bowl each time before you build your salad. And in the show notes, I have a link to a quick video tutorial on how to do that. You can also just whip up a batch of salad dressing in your blender or a shaker container, put it in the fridge, use it throughout the week. And here's one more little tip. Add a little miso paste to your homemade vinaigrette. It adds that delicious umami flavor and also some probiotic bacteria. As you build your salad, keep in mind that while salad greens and vegetables are very low in calories, avocado, cheese, eggs, meat, beans, and grains, these are much more calorie dense. So the more of those ingredients you are adding to your salad, the less you need of each one of them. As a rule of thumb, these more calorie-dense ingredients should add up to no more than one cup or a quarter of a liter of your salad. Okay, it's time for me to go make my lunch. I bet you can guess what I'm going to have. If you have a nutrition question you'd like me to answer or a suggestion for a future episode topic, you can email it to me at nutrition at quickanddirtytips.com. You can also leave me a voicemail at 443-961-6206. I'd also like to invite you to check out my other podcast. It's called The Change Academy, where we explore the art and science of creating positive behavior change, both in our own lives, as well as in our workplaces and communities. You can find it on all the major podcast platforms. Just search for Change Academy. Nutrition Diva is a quick and dirty tips podcast. Thanks to the QDT team, including my audio engineer, Nathan Sems, as well as Davina Tomlin, Holly Hutchings, Morgan Christensen, and Cameron Lacey. And most of all, thanks to you for listening. <laughs>